You guys, welcome to. Sorry. Welcome to our podcast. As many sync claps as possible. Welcome, welcome to, to our podcast. Sync claps. Sync claps was my favorite um, X Men. Cool. Fuck, we had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Nashville and it was the goddamn best. It really was. Nashville's uh, awesome. Rachel Vaughn Rogers Vaughn Rogers is awesome. Yeah. Made her sound real royal. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get hot chicken. Yes, you did. No, not really, though. I, yeah. I mean, really, but I didn't. Technically, yes, you did. And it fucked up your stomach just like the rest of ours. Not really. I think the ice cream fucked up my stomach more than anything else, <laughs> but that was a delicious way to get my stomach fucked. That was pretty that was pretty good. I had a great time. <clears throat> um we had a great time in Nashville. We did. We had I had two shows at the soda parlor and uh the staff was great. Allie, Luke, all of them. All of them. They're um, always great though. They got I've played there or at a version of the soda parlor since music days uh-huh. and every year it just gets better and better yeah and their attention to detail is awesome we felt welcomed on the road gotta say what's up and thank you to my extended family my fake cousin mia mm-hmm. pinchov who is my fake cousin um for hosting the shows and also to my brother for the longest time possible jimmy mcdonald's um, and his wife Aileen for coming out. Jimmy um, did his best on the shows or whatever. He and, did a great um, job. Stop. Yeah, he's he's the best. Yeah, don't do that. I love him very much. I know. And he did try so hard for twenty <laughs> minutes before I went on, and I can't thank him enough for that. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Are you having a hard time hearing? I'm having a hard time in general. Um, this is a little bit late. Sorry for that. But you know how to be on those travel weekends. I want to get back into banking a podcast. We have so much good shit to talk about. I know. Uh, go ahead, Zoe. Uh, I stole a car this weekend. Yeah, fuck. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> you guys, I... Zoya. Grand Theft Auto ain't got shit on me. Mm. Um, I... It was kind of an accident. It was a total accident, it actually. It was only an accident, so I um, criminality. Imagine, imagine if I was like, we fuck it out of here. Yeah. So in my defense, I was on three hours of sleep. Oh, we're, we're doing excuses this week. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of the fucking thing without... Going through the authorized vehicle area. By the thing, she means giant parking garage. You know, there's only a couple things in the giant parking garage. There are cars. There's an office where you pay. And then there are signs everywhere. (laughs) And those are pretty much the only three things in the parking garage. And when you ignore one of those things. Grand Theft Auto happens. Laws get broke. (laughs) So Zoe was trying to figure out how to get out of this giant parking garage. And instead of just following a sign that said exit this way with the brand colors of the brand of car (laughs) that we um, took the car from, she went out the authorized, authorized vehicles only. I was authorized to leave. Okay. By in, by whose authority? By the boards, my authority. Uh huh. And we ended up going through the checkout of another car rental company. Uh And she goes, yeah, you're going to have to turn around. And I looked at her. I was like, but I have to leave. And she literally just opened the gate. Like, didn't say anything. Didn't. She just looked at me like. And opened the gate. What fucks me up is like, there was a point in that. I understand like we had just gotten off a plane. We're on a plane for five hours. Mm -hmm. And we had woken up early and neither of us have really had more than four hours of sleep in days. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like, but I could have helped you. I know. I caught. And you weren't having it. I caught the biggest attitude with you. I don't know why though. And I couldn't even help myself because I was tired. I was hungry. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was tired and hungry. And that's, that's my, that's my excuse. But also it wasn't fair. I'm not saying that it was fair. There's other important things. You're not allowed to skip important steps in a process because you're tired. And I wasn't trying to, it just kind of happened that way. And then we had to pick up Aileen and Jimmy at the uh-huh. airport. So at this point we get out of the area and <laughs> you sound like a reggaeton singer right now. Get out in the area. We get out of the area and we get to where the, you know, the main street is right. So we pick up Bumba clock clot. So we're waiting for Aileen and, and Jimmy to get off of their flight because it's only minutes after we get off of ours that they're getting off of theirs. And uh, so I go and I wait in the cell phone lot and I call customer service to make sure that I'm not committing a felony. And you say, hi, customer service. It's me. Come get me. And she Catch was like, she's like, I see your reservation here. She was like, but you have not checked out. You have to go back. Yes. So I go back. Two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go back before I went to the cell phone lot and it just wasn't working out. The same shit was happening. And then, uh, and then I copped an attitude with you big time and I do apologize. That's okay. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> we get Aileen and Jimmy, we go back and the guy in the, so I go through the return cars area uh-huh. and the guy is like, I was like, Hey, I have a little bit of a dilemma. And he just kind of like looks at me and he's like, what's up? And I was like, so I need so... you to buy these drugs and get him the fuck out of this car. <laughs> <laughs> this whole car has explosives and yeah. uh, you're not supposed no. to say that. At the I know. No, never. But you're, and then, it was also so weird the way you explain the problems to people. Because it's like you weren't, you were so cloudy that you weren't being clear and no one could understand what you were talking about. Well, like instead of being like, I, I even whispered cause I'm whispering to you at this point cause I don't want to catch the rat. <laughs> so I just say like, I find a little opening and I'm like, okay, I'll sneak some helpful advice into this little opening uh-huh. and we're rolling up to the to the gate and I'm like Zoya just say you accidentally went out the wrong exit and you need to get the char- the car checked out okay and then we roll up to the gate and you're like hey I have a dilemma this I was going and I was going and twice or three times by this point <laughs> and now I went in the wrong one if you could imagine that and now I'm at the right one and we gotta get out of here yeah we gotta leave right and I'm like, Zoya, he has no idea what the problem is right I don't now. think it was explained just like that. It wasn't explained just like that, but it was like, you know what a synonym is? <laughs> Where like it sounds different, but it means the same thing? Yeah. It was that. Anyway. It was a sentiment of that. So he looks at me and he goes, okay, he's like, you're going to go out here. You're going to go left. And then Mike goes, she doesn't know how to read. What? Or something like that. What did you say? She Not that. Yeah. Not even a synonym. It was that. something it was something along those lines that you were like Oh, I uh, probably said uh He's like you're going to follow, like, the, just follow the exit the giant yeah. exit signs. And I'm like, yeah, I missed those before. <laughs> and he goes, "She can't read." And then I held no, up both of my I think I you did. Said, we're going to have to ask Jimmy. Go ahead and ask Jimmy. Go ahead and check the record because I never said she can't read. Wouldn't have said it. Not, not my vernacular. So I literally held up both of my, and I was like, left? And he goes, yes. And of course, at that point, like, we're all like laughing about it. You, Jimmy, and Aileen are all making fun of me at this point about yes. it, which is fine because I would have joined in if it wasn't me. Um, and uh, it was just, it was hilarious how the whole thing like kind of went down. So we get out of, the car gets checked out. We're on the right path and I'm not even down the ramp. All of a sudden I hear something and I'm like, oh my God, we have a flat tire. So Aileen and I jump out. She checks her side. I check my side. We're good. Mm. I was like, okay, maybe I was like running over, like hitting like the, the little yeah. like things. Oh yeah. In the the, ooh, yeah. And, um, and we get, we get, we're on our way to Rachel. We're trying to f- figure out where we're going to go eat. I come off the exit, bang, 
flat tire. Show enough. It literally was so flat. And I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. And it was fine on the highway, right? Like we didn't hear anything. It was driving like a normal car. We get off, we get off the exit, turn right, bam, fucking Napa Valley Auto Parts. Napa so, Valley. <laughs> like you threw Valley. Yeah. In there. They make auto parts and wine. And wine. <laughs> So we get there and I immediately call like the customer service roadside assistant. And you were whatever. like, you called them up and you were like, listen, I went through twice, <laughs> doubled back two times the lady. <laughs> so they're not giving me much of an option. Uh, you know, like we're kind of in a rush at this point because with the first show is that night, right? It's on Saturday. So you left out an important part. Okay. Tires flat. First thing you do is you oh. hop out and you check the back for a flat, for a spare or a donut. Right. And there's no spare or no donut. No so we spare. call the place and we're like, hey, we have a fucking flat tire. We just left your shit 15 minutes ago. It was Hertz. Not to name them by name, but it was Hertz. <laughs> and maybe this is karma on us for stealing a car. But yeah. that's kind of besides the point. And we also drove in and out of the spike strips 84 times. No, we didn't. <laughs> there was not that's one time that happened. <laughs> that's a little joke from a community. <laughs> so um, we pull over. No flat. And then they're like, okay, we could send a tow truck out, but it's going to be two hours. And I'm like, play Yeah, we got, we got somewhere to be. Not only do we have somewhere to be, but we're surrounded by auto parts stores. And I've never, we're in a metropolis. It's like, how is it going to be two hours to get help for a flat tire? Mm-hmm. Um, that was realistically flat or on the way to being flat by the time we left the place. Also, my big thing was... When you rent a car and you go out the correct exit, there's somebody who does a walk around and checks the car before you leave to make sure there's nothing wrong with it. And that person, when we eventually got to that person, just came out, scanned the windshield and went by. Yeah. Take a look at the car. Yeah. Take a take a tire pressure if you want. I guarantee it's in their checklist of shit to do yeah. to check the tire pressure yeah. or some shit like that. And there was no cap on the thing. So uh-huh. if they did a walk around, they would have looked at the tire and seen that there was no cap on it. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of Lee problems. Um, so I was pissed that there was no flat tire. Then they said we had to stay with the car for two hours. And then they were like, or you could leave the keys underneath the foot mat. Which there was none. And there was none. <laughs> and we'll take it. But if the car gets stolen, that's completely on you. So right. now we have places to be. I would love to just leave the car here. But if it gets stealth, then we have no money. <laughs> right. Then all the Patreon money we've made for the past three years gone on a car that's yeah. POS. Yeah. So my thing too, I would have though, bought the car if it came with a spare tire. When I called, <laughs> when I called, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry that happened." And I'm like, "Don't you guys have like a checklist, like for a rental company? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you maintain your cars every single time they like come in? Like this is something. This is not something that shouldn't be part of your protocol, mm-hmm. you know? And why the fuck do you don't you have? I know, don't you have?" A spare tire and then she was like well is there an inflation kit and i was like inflation kit like this thing is flat to the ground i was like there's no way that you're gonna trust someone that's renting a car to reinflate your tire like that what if i what if it blew up on me and blew up in my face also it has a hole in it it's like trying to inflate a toilet paper roll right good analogy yeah like, what the hell is going on? This is on? what it sounds like when you try to inflate a toilet paper roll. That's the air going out the other side of that. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Suppose I didn't have to explain that part. Of Thank it. you. But uh, we left the car. Yeah. Against our better judgment mm-hmm. as people with common sense. Mm-hmm. They have not yet reimbursed you. No, I have to call and rip them a new one today. But it's gawa happened. Yeah. Then they, I, I said something about it on Twitter to be obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And they hit me up. But you know how when a customer service, like robot automated shit, they say, hey, we'd love to take care of your problem. We saw Mm -hmm. that you had a problem Mm -hmm. and we'd love to take care of it. Love, Zach. Yeah. And then the next text was, I said, this is what happened. This is what we'd like to have happen. Like, okay, no problem. We hear your problem and we'd love to give us the case number. Love, 
uh, Caroline hmm. or something. And it was yeah. a different name every time. I'm like, you're not even trying to have good customer service. Yeah. And we'll never rent from Hertz again. Never. Um, get on your shit. Yeah. But also, you know, everything got taken care of. They, the one nice thing they did do is say, you know, we know you got some place to be, so don't worry about it. All liabilities off you. Yeah. Tax shouldn't have been flat. Yeah. The not having a spare thing blows my fucking mind. Well, and, the, and then <clears> the lady says to me, the yeah. for two hours? And then the, the lady says to me, yeah, the newer models don't come with a spare tire. That can't be. I mean, if it's true, it's true, whatever. But what the fuck? What the, why the fuck? <laughs> spare tire is like the first, I don't know. That's the first thing you it's think crazy. of. It's crazy. That's the, that's the mechanical issue that the common person can fix. Mm -hmm. Something goes wrong under the hood. I don't know what's going on. If I see smoke, I'm going to try to change the tire anyway because it's the only thing I know how to do. Right. <laughs> but, you know, you get a blowout. You're in a city that you're – obviously, you're a rental car company. You're in a city that you're not familiar with, sitting on the side of the road with two hours with, with no way to get yourself to safety. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. Though. Yeah. Is the only thing I'm worried about is it being dumb as fuck. And that frog in your throat. <laughs> but I'm sorry about that. Got a little uh, sleep in my peeper. So yeah, so that's uh that was the beginning of the trip. Yeah. But I think it was instant karma for me because I stole the car. And, so and and copped an attitude. Maybe the tire wouldn't have gone would you flat like, if you weren't so sharp-tongued. Would you like another attitude right now? <laughs> I have no doubt that one will be coming shortly. <laughs> I'm not holding your little foot. Welcome to our podcast, episode 275. Or, it's up there somewhere. So much to talk about. The yeah. shows went awesome. Everybody did great. We had a great time. Um, and now on with the show. We got, uh, I think it was a calls, 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 calls from the Discord, calls, 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 putang about blind dates. Blind Do you remember? Dates. I didn't write down the person's name or the exact question, but we did get a calls, 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 calls from the Discord, calls, 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 putang about blind dates. Okay. Do, have you ever gone on a blind date? My best friend set me up on a blind date. Is that a best friend thing to do or is that a, you, I mean, you kind of have to trust you're at the mercy. That person is your eyes. Yeah. Uh, I trust her. I mean, he was, he was a good looking guy, you know, yeah. and I could see why she wanted me to go out on a date with him. Because but, she really wanted to, but she was involved no, in a relationship. No, 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 no. Uh, he was someone that used to come into her, uh, into her work all the time. She oh. works at an eye doctor's office. Yes. And but she had a crush, just but she couldn't do super, anything, no. So she was like, my short friend is single. No. <laughs> so, um, my short friend is single. <laughs> Put that, 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 that. Uh, and she, she thought like, she was like, he's a nice guy. She's like, I don't know too, too much about him. I know he's a firefighter, blah, 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 whatever. Fine. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, like, f fuck it. At this point, I don't, I don't care. I think I was like 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up going to a Blue Jays game, which is... Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, the uh, Bridgeport Blue Jays? Bluefish. Bluefish. Yeah, it was like a... Not even a minor league baseball team. No. Some like farm league baseball team. Yeah, so we end up going and... Uh, we get, we get into our seats and he's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to go get some hot dogs. I was like, okay, great. Yeah, sure. So he comes back with two hot dogs and he looks at me he comes back with two hot dogs and one beer. And I like, I, I like look at him and he just starts chowing down. <laughs> There's always a reason why somebody's single. <laughs> And at this point, Dude, the reasoning, I was like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to get hot dogs. I'm going to go get myself a beer. And he was like, oh, did you want one? Oh no. And now you got fucking seven more innings to sit through. And I was like, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. 
Um, can I bring you back anything, dear? Uh, you know, like uh-huh. you fucking asshole. So whatever. It's hot as fuck too. And we're like on this sunny, the sun is just like pounding and I'm like just sweating, uh-huh. sweating through everything. <laughs> um, and so I come back and he's eating his second hot dog. Right. <laughs> and there's just mustard like just dripping all the way down. Like he had mustard. He had a mustard stain. I don't know how the fuck it happened, but it was literally from like right underneath his neck to like mid stomach. And it was just one straight up line. I don't know if he smeared it or what he did, but it was hilarious. And I'm like, Oh my God. Luge down his Terry's. So I'm, yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So as, as soon as I get up, I text Mary and I'm like, Mary, what the fuck? Hey, Mary. <laughs> hey, Mary. I was like, this is a disaster. How do I bail? And she's like, you can't bail out of that, at least for right now. You know, like you can't, you just can't. You wait for the seventh inning stretch and then you make a run for it. So at some point, like around the fifth inning, I'm like, hey, do you want to get out of here? I was like, you know, the, the bluefish are, are flailing. Um, and, uh, let's just go. And he's like, let's go grab a drink. And now at this point, I let him pick me up at my house. First, that was my fault. I shouldn't have let that happen because then I didn't have a real out. And this is before Uber was a thing and Lyft and whatever. So tip number one, drive your, if it's a blind date, drive yourself, have an out. Yep. Always have an out. So he was like, let's go down to, uh, let's go down to the bar over here and like, let's go grab a drink. Uh, And I was like, Okay. So at this point, he's only talked about himself in, in the firehouse, hasn't really asked me about anything about myself. Yeah. And then he starts to tell me about his six-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, I'm all, like, that's fine. I don't care that you have a kid. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. At least he knows where to put it. And then he starts telling, that's, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yes, of getting yes. somebody else pregnant. Yes, I understand. I understand. So then he starts telling me about the how the relationship ended. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, and just listening to him. So he's only talked say, about himself. And now he's talking about why and how his last relationship ended. And how, why past relationships have ended. It, yeah. This was a fucking disaster. Yeah. So literally he was like, let's get another beer. And I was like, actually, no, because I don't want you to drive me home drunk. I said, I understand that you're uh, a firefighter and could probably get out of it. Uh, If we were to get pulled over, I was like, but I'd like to go home at this point. At this point, I was just like, I was fucking over it. Like to take now, this mind time you, to remind that buzz driving is drunk driving. Yes. Thank you. Um, So also at this point, we've been together for like five hours and yeah. I want to fucking kill myself. Listen, you're covered in mustard, I'm sunburned, I haven't had fun yet, and you've had five hours to try to start to have fun. Oh my God, yeah. So so I'm like live texting Mary, and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. She was like, oh my God, Zoe, I'm so sorry. Zoe, I'm so sorry. Zoe, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I was like, Mare, what the fuck? She was like, I swear to God, he, he does not strike me like that type of guy. So she's like, I've seen him for two minutes, once a month for the past three months. I swear to God, I had no idea it was going to go like this. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and uh, he like, he goes to take me home or he take, he, he brings me home at this point. And I was like, Hey, had a great time. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. And he was like, wait, wait. And he like goes in for the kiss and I go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, got my hand. And I was like, what are you doing? And thank God at that point, like I was still living with my mom and my brother walked out. I was like, that's my brother. I got to go. And he was like, can I see you again? And I was like, absolutely not. I just slammed the door and walked into my house. Yeah. Well, good for you for being honest. Holy shit. Always have an out. Always have a friend and a cell phone. You're going to tell that friend when you text them to call the cell phone and be somebody else mm-hmm. in an emergency situation. Yep. Then you get it in your car, which you could drive because you're not drunk yet, and you get the fuck out of yeah. there. Yeah. Gross. It was crazy. Blind dates, very, it's such a rare, it's, it's so important when you're asking somebody out and, uh, 
and you feel a connection with somebody like that's already such a pendulums have to line up type thing. Mm -hmm. If you take your ability to make choices out of it, you're it's you're you're swinging blind. Yeah. It's like trying to hit a baseball pitch with your arms closed. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like you're taking all of your decision making out of it and hoping that it'll work out. And that's such like a imagine going through Tinder like this. Yeah. With your eyes completely closed. That's what it's like. Yowza. That's why they call it a blind date. Yowza. Um, I can't really remember any blind dates that I was on. Um, it was normally part of a group setting mm-hmm. where like everyone else is hooked up except for you, but they also have a single friend. Mm-hmm. And then I would show up and look at the, their single friend mm-hmm. and be like, do you guys hate me? Yeah. <laughs> You be completely honest. Why God? Me. Why no? Do you guys hate me? <laughs> Remember when you used to go on dates to the movies? Like that was a good thing. Let's go well, in a dark like, room and not talk for three hours. But that's also like a like a high middle school high school thing, and it gives you a chance to yeah. make face. That you know? was the last. Who wants to make face with a stranger in a movie? I don't know anything about you. Let's go to a movie. What is this grinder? Yeah. Nori. No. Um. Blind dates are terrible. You honestly can't. I would say you honestly can't go on one unless you you trust the, the person who set you up implicitly. Yeah. But you do. You did. That's your best friend who you still trust with all your heart. And she fucked up. So yeah. that's not even a foolproof plan. Yeah. No. Just don't go on blind dates, man. Know what you're getting into. Your time is so valuable. It's so valuable. You know, your time is all you have and you don't get none back. It's it was definitely interesting. And of course I called Mary and at that point it had been like early enough and I, I was like, Come to my house right now. Yeah, guess who's not <laughs> friends with you anymore? No. Find she, out more. She's still my dog of all dogs. Yeah. I love her. But, you know, she fucked up. Yeah. Everyone does once in a while. Everyone fucks up. And it was, what was funny, I think, too, was after she saw him after and he was like, she was great. And she goes, yeah, I know. You sucked. And she just like, she like let him have it. Uh And it was hilarious. Some people get nervous. They do weird shit when they're nervous. I went out with a girl once who just talked about, we went out to coffee, which is great Uh because that is like very low stakes. It's not a meal. Nope. You drive your own car to coffee. It's easy in, easy out. And then coffee is like the perfect, let's go somewhere else and do this. Are you hungry? Yeah. Are you hungry now? Maybe. Are you a little bit hungry Hungry now? now? That's what we did. I wasn't hungry, but you you were. Yeah, you were like, let's go to the mall kiosk and see if it's going well. We can get paper talliers. So we would go to coffee and sit down. After exiting our separate cars. And then all she did was like talk about how she only dates cops. And then she talked about all her other boyfriends. And I was to the point. That was the day I decided to never speak to someone less than 23 and under. Yeah. That was the day I made that rule. Yeah. Because it's like you're. You don't have a full identity yet. Right. And you'd say things and me included. Mm-hmm. I was like this for a long time. You say things out of nervousness to try to impress other people. And like, we didn't have any good conversations. So she was just talking about like, yeah, I dated this one guy. super good looking, but blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I dated this other guy. He was a cop and is super tall, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I told her, I'm like, do you think that that is like, do you think you're impressing me? Like, what is the what's the end game to what you're I saying? I dated right a now? model once, and she was really great. But then she got really famous, and I couldn't date her anymore. Dude, Zoya, <laughs> that's a perfect example. Yeah. Imagine if I went out on a date with a girl, and I was like, "Man, all the girls that I've dated were like a ten to and be up. Instagram influencers, <laughs> and now I'm here with you, and this is fun. It's a cool. This coffee tastes good." <laughs> You know, like no one wants to just be honest. The coolest first date I ever went on was with Sarah, mm-hmm. which was my, my, uh, I guess <clears throat> last long-term relationship years before I met you yeah. was what's happening with your heart. The coolest first date wasn't me. Before I met <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm I just said, kidding. I'm kidding. Zoe? I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I've never made that face before. No, it looked very much so like Mia just that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we literally, I we we went out and talked about how we were done with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we just took a walk and we talked about how we were just totally cool with being on our own. Yeah. And then my date with you was adorable but we yeah. i didn't want to talk about that because we've talked about it a thousand yeah. times yeah that's and true. i don't want to keep saying the same story over and right over again. honestly um i think at at that point i think it's when you are completely content with being okay with being alone uh-huh. that that's when you are like most ready for like a real long-term type relationship because you're so comfortable within your own skin that that's when it's like, okay, great. This is great. I was talking to Zach, uh, our good friend, Zach Clark, who I can't even begin to explain how he lights up your whole goddamn life. He is magical. Amazing, prolific, uh, musician, good friend for years and years to both of us separately and together. Yeah. And, um, we were talking about music and making stuff, and how relationships and love and good art and and good things that you make only happen when you're completely open and good with yourself. Mm-hmm. And the minute you start trying to force it and make it something else, like maybe you have that blind date, but you're in the back of your mind, you're like, I hope this could be my husband or whatever, mm-hmm. or my wife mm-hmm. or my next long-term girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's when it, you put your own shit into it. And it it messes with the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... You dump all this extra shit into yeah, it. It's like it when doesn't... you're trying to make coffee. If you dump a bunch of extra shit into it, it's going to taste like dirt trash. trash. Yeah. Dirt it's... trash fire. It's pretty interesting. I mean... I have to pee. You think you can hold down the fort first? Yeah, time? actually. Um, do you want to keep talking about this or do you want the next? Oh, you want to do Patreon things. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. Patreon.com slash WTOP is a way that you could support the show if you want. Also, I mean, there's t-shirts at uh, WTOP.clothing. And uh, there's a new one on the way, but there's also this crossed up t-shirt that I've been making a lot. We saw a lot of people with the crossed up t-shirt in Nashville. And Thank you. And you look so great. Yeah. Including, but not limited to, a girl named Milky Madison Beans April the third. <laughs> Who got her car booted in the parking lot. And it was great to see you. But thank you so much for your support on Patreon. Patreon. We have several tiers. All of the tiers of the Patreon family get full Vidget episodes of this. Edited by the one and only... Drake McIntosh. McIntosh. No. (laughs) And also, every tier of the Patreon gets access to the Discord. Which is just a giant group of best friends you haven't met yet. Who are talking all the time doing watch parties for shit. We're going to start doing that. D&D stuff. Um, Really just link up with a bunch of cool, like-minded people like yourself in the Discord, telling jokes at all times, sharing art and memories. Um, The $10 group gets their name, on the podcast. And it sounds a little something like this. Well, I'm gonna go with a uh, with our higher tiers you right do whatever now. The fuck you uh, want. Sebastian O wants me to promote. Um, he said, I, "I think I'd like you to promote your favorite moment from last month. What brightened up your month?" And then he goes on to saying, "I don't think enough appreciation goes into enjoying the little things in life, so I want to try and magnify them." And literally, I I I. As soon as I read it, I, I thought about what it was that that literally made my entire life and like something that was just so pure and like small and little. It, it really is about the little things in life, especially for me. And I walked into the house and Mike was making dinner and it doesn't really happen that often. Uh, which is fine, and I don't mind cooking. I actually thoroughly enjoy cooking. But it was after one of like the longest days, and I was stressed out, and work's been fucking crazy and just knocking me down. And I literally 
I I walk in and I didn't see him and not in his room and not in our bedroom. And then all of a sudden I walk over to the kitchen and he's like happier than two pigs and shit, like just chopping along, just getting ready and like doing all of this stuff. And I literally, I almost cried in that moment because I was so happy that I didn't have to A, think about what I was going to make for dinner, B, that it was being made for me. And I didn't even have to ask. Like, it was the fucking best. It was the best. And it was so, so good and so tasty. And just, it was so, so nice. And that literally just made my month last last month. It was like the best thing he could have done for me. And then, so that's uh, that's a little things in life for me. And then Lee Real, he wants to shout out uh his new album it's Starcoma Stark uh his Starcoma's <laughs> new al- album C is now available baby boys and girls at starcoma.com.bandcamp get horny for some music you can download it for free or uh, I'm sorry you can download it for free that's yes for free I'll yell it if I have to or you can pay whatever you think it is worth. Give it a listen first, then download it. Or don't. It's entirely up to you. Lee doesn't care. He just wants you to go have a good time. It's super easy to listen to. You have it on. You can have it on in the background while studying or while you're having a real horny time with this abs- <laughs> with absolutely anything else. You can also really feel the emotion that has gone into this music. The album has has seven tracks, and the first letter of each song title spells out the name of Lee's fiance. Humble brag. That's adorable. It really is. All three. I like it because it's adorable. All three of Starcoma's albums, Venture, Outbound, and C, are available at starcoma.bandcamp.com. Let's get horny about music, people. Let's get horny about music, and that's hey. such a great uh, goal to have to mm-hmm. be horny. About music, desexualize horny in 2020. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, read out names or anything? Not yet, no. Do you want to do no, that? No, we you can want do, do it. At the end? Let's, we'll do it at the end. A <laughs> uh, um, couple of weeks ago, I asked uh, people to kind of returning to the... Uh, why am I trying to tee it up? Sometimes people ask me for advice. Yeah. There was one specific spot where I asked for advice on the community page of my YouTube and I got a resounding response. Okay. So we've been kind of going through those. Um, got some good ones, two or three. Assume. Would you like to give some advice? Sure. Matt Capelli. Matt Capelli? Matt Capelli. Capelli. Um, he is kind of going through something that I went through a lot. At several different stages of my adolescence and adult life, he says, um, I've been caring for a lot of people close to me lately. I'm the communal therapist in my friend group. And then he said, uh, fill in the blank is my favorite blank. Communal therapist was my secondary major in, co- in college. <laughs> communal therapy. Uh, it's starting to wear me down. I haven't been as happy lately because I ruminate on other people's problems. How do I know when to stop and how do I go about stopping? So I did the same thing for a long time. I was everybody's friend because none of the girls wanted to date me. And I was everybody's go-to like, this boy is doing this yeah, type of a boy. I was that for a long time. And then the guys catch wind of that. And then they come to you and be like, this girl is doing this. And then I don't know what it is from an outside perspective that's like, well, you obviously have your shit together. Nobody wants to date you. So you tell me what's going on. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, first and foreskin, I'd like to say that it's not, it might be, it's awesome to be the type of person that everybody goes to, but it's also not your job. Right. Your self-proclaimed communal therapist And maybe that's, um, what is that called? When something is put onto you by somebody else, there's self-imposed and then there's like Mm friend-imposed 
communal therapist. Okay. And it's awesome to, to be the type of person that people go to mm-hmm. for stuff, but it's also not your fucking job. Right. And you got to set up boundaries. Right. And you got to make sure that you're cool because you're not going to give any good advice or you're not going to be a good receptacle for other people's problems if you're not all good. Right. So you got to make sure before you take on anyone else's load bearing shit, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure you're okay Mm -hmm. and in a good place. Mm -hmm. You take care of your problems. Yeah. You know, and you make sure you're getting what you need out of a friendship. Cause that's the thing. Even more recently in the past years, people never know to make it about myself for a moment selfish you never know people in my life don't know when i'm upset right because i'm always the one that people go to with shit right and so what i've started doing as an adult was you know if somebody's complaining to me all the time or if somebody's a drain on my energy and i'm not getting any of that good friend shit back even when they might recognize that and be like we should be a better friend to you or man, all I'm doing is talking about me or whatever. If they don't then change the course and give you what you need as a friend, I'll just cut them out. Yeah. And that's not always the easiest thing to do because it's like you go through life thinking that you want the maximum amount of friends Mm -hmm. because it does feel nice to have as many friends as possible. But you got to know, you have to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Because you got to be okay. Yeah. If you're not okay, you're of no use to anybody Right. You're absolutely, you're 100% right. Thank you. And it's, thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> Honestly, being the, the everyone's go-to is exhausting. And it's about setting up boundaries and boundaries with people that are, again, draining on your on your mental health. Not always you know? in a bad way. I mean, no. you could love to help everybody else. Sure. But it doesn't mean it's not going to drain on your personal resources. Think of yourself as Mother, Mother Earth. <laughs> we all know that mother earth doesn't have unlimited natural resources for example you as mother earth mother Mother earth Earth. instead of having coal or natural gas or magma just underneath the mantle of your life mantle is your skin where are you going with this it's all gonna go somewhere okay we all know through science that you can't replenish the natural resources of mother Mother earth Earth. so as a person your natural resources are your time time, your your patience patience. that's two (laughs) i couldn't think of another one but you need to you can replenish your patience you can't get back your time so you have to be ultra picky about who you give to. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I think for me, I never had a huge friend group. And I was always... Loser. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I think that... <clears throat> I think that I, I always was someone that kept certain people around because they gave me what... I gave them. Yeah. There you are know, friends that energize you. They're, you know, good two way street. Friends. Yeah. You know, there was never, it was never just <clears throat> them. It was never just about them. And those, those people always got cut out very fast. There are dude that did you want to say something else? No, there that's... are, you know, I don't like to generalize types of There's people. There's givers and takers. There are givers and takers. Mm-hmm. Zoe, you're the goddamn best. Yeah. There are givers and takers and takers always take way more. They'll always take mm-hmm. and they'll take too much and it'll be a drain. And givers, if you're really truly a giver in your heart, you want to help be that for right. somebody mm-hmm. and you want to give of yourself, but you're, it's not unlimited, right? You can't sit with this giant queue and go down the line of people that you've invested your time and energy with and be like, I'm going to fix your problems. I'm going to fix your problems. I'm going to listen to you. You can't do that. No, you can't be that for everyone. Mm-hmm. There needs to be 50% your hundred percent. Giving a hundred percent of yourself 
to a good relationship is still 50% of what that relationship needs to be good, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. you need to be met halfway. If you're going 80 and they're going 20 relationships going to fall apart at some point. Yeah. You know, not everyone as good as you are. There are some people who are amazing listeners Mm -hmm. and give amazing advice, but it's not, you don't have an unlimited source to pick from. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy town. Isn't it? Uh-huh. What do, else? Do you have anything to say? No. Um. Oh, I have a little quote from my mom here. Okay. My mom, uh, there were a couple years, probably started in like 2015, 2016, where I was reading the news every day and getting real, like my whole mood was getting fucked up because of political shit. I remember that. And my mom was like... She's always calm and she gets, you know, she has to refill her bucket every once in a while mm-hmm. too. She is a giver for sure, but she's also very like protective of, of her time. Yes. And, yeah. I like that. And she only speaks when she has profound things to say and she just won't talk otherwise if yeah. you're not worth her time, her time. Yeah. And she only worries about things that she can control. so if you're ruminating on all your friends problems you got to remember that there's nothing that you could do to fix your friends problems you're there to listen while you can maybe if they ask for advice you give it and then that's it Mm -hmm. you cut ties yeah because their their problems aren't your problems Mm -hmm. give a percentage of yourself and help if you can number five This motherfucker's name is Thompson Thomas, which is really just the greatest college football (laughs) player name I've ever heard in my entire life. Thompson Thomas says, I think I push people that are just okay friends in hopes of finding people that will one day be uh, the friends like I see on YouTube. Hmm. I know, and I underline the fuck out of this part in red. Lady in red. Underline in red. Just underline in red. <laughs> Walking across the room. Thank you, Zoe. Just underline in red. Um, I said, I know, he said, I know there's a lot of flaws in that thinking, but I just recently realized this. So I'm going to give you the sandwich here. I'm going to go. Good, bad, good. Good for you for realizing that that is a flawed way of thinking. You know? And I I get it. You you want, maybe you watch a certain group of friends and you're like, I want what they want. But there's so much that you don't see. Mm-hmm. And you can't, don't want anything you see on the internet for you that much. Yeah. Because people only show you what, what they you want, want to, to show see. you. Or, or what you want to see. Yeah. You can't finish somebody's sentence unless you're going to say the same thing. They only want to show you what they want to show you. <laughs> you're going to need a friend with a spare tire so you don't steal their car. <laughs> um, but let's say <clears throat> you're watching us or you're watching Dynamic Bontier. And you're like, I want to be best friends like Steve and Mike. There's so much that you don't see. Yeah. That goes into maintaining a relationship. And each relationship, it's such an individual thing. And you're only seeing a fraction of it. Mm -hmm. You don't see the bad. You don't see the fights. Yeah. You see us, me and you, or me and Steve showing up once a week. Right. And, and being whatever. And also, you don't see the years of friendship and trials and tribulations that went into building a relationship before it even got to, to being what in front it of is. a camera. Right, right, right. Or somebody else editing down an, an awkward hour mode. a uh, yeah, week. Yeah, or an awkward moment in that hour a week. Sure. Um, so, I mean, number one advice is don't compare your life to things that you see on the internet. Mm-hmm. But good for you for realizing that. Cause there's probably a lot of people who feel this way that don't even realize that they're comparing what they want and what they have to 
you know, the perception of something on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? No, I like, I like where you're going with this. Um, also know the difference between a friend, a good friend and an acquaintance and a good acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And this is only something I've learned recently. I'm 35. Wonderful, Wonderful years, years young. young. And I realize that I have a lot of people in my life that I like very much and that like me, mm -hmm. but I can't necessarily depend on them. And it's not a negative thing. Mm -mm. You know, it's, that just is what it is. Mm -hmm. You can't be good friends with everyone you see. You can't, and this is good on you for recognizing that you can't push someone who's just an okay friend or a good acquaintance into best friendmanship because you want a certain relationship that you think other people have. Mm -hmm. So start compartmentalizing people and put people into different yeah. groups. Smart, you know, yeah. you're not, we're not best friends because X, Y, and Z. Right. So you must be good acquaintance. Love hanging right. out with you, but right, wouldn't right, right. ask you for a ride to the airport or whatever. Right. Would never tell you about my family problems because mm -hmm. really I don't know anything about your family. Right. You put people where they go and right. you treat them accordingly. Yeah. And the longer you know someone, they open the window, man, mm -hmm. and they give you these little glimpses as to who they really are. And when they do that, don't ignore that shit because you want them to be something else. Right. That's mic dropping knowledge. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> it's 2013 all over again. I had a lot of people come up to me in Nashville and like, dude, when people come up to me and they're like, I'm, I'm 22 years old now. I've been watching you since I was 13 or like your walk and talk videos or whatever have gotten me through a lot of really tough times. And you were like somebody who I would go to and listen to when I didn't have that in my life. That's why, that's why we answer questions like this now. Mm-hmm. Because we went through this whole magical ride with this YouTube shit. Mm -hmm. Started as a musician, fell out of love with that, had my life almost taken away. I fell in love with making people feel good and saving people time. Had to take a break from that because it was weighing heavy on me. Fell in love with making people laugh. And now being able to meet those people and seeing and hearing the impact that it's had on their life. Now I just want to make people laugh and save them some time and get them through hard times if possible. Mm -hmm. So we're doubling back and this whole learning curve of that, this is the crazy, this is why I have so much of a sense of pride with being on this stupid website for mm -hmm. as long as I'm, even though they've abandoned us, <laughs> I'm just kidding. but not really, even though like the sense of pride comes from like you, we just started making stuff. It's like fight clubs. Like you met me at a very interesting point uh -huh. in my life. You could see, um, our whole evolution of being a creative and hopefully helpful adult on the internet. Yeah. And the good and the bad and everything in between. The whole body of work is like available for you to watch for free. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to make it about no, myself no, no. at the That's end fine. there. But uh, I just get a lot of fulfillment out of like hopefully saving some people time. Yeah. And I get, I read some of this shit. The last two questions, not the blind date thing as much because mm -hmm. I was always on fire in the dating community. Can't get enough. Can't stop, won't stop. But these other questions about like giving too much of yourself and like wanting people in your life to be more than what they actually are. It's like, I've been through that. Mm -hmm. And if I could save you a couple, you know, just, shitty text messages or bad days. Yeah. I absolutely will do my best. Yeah. I think, um, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. I think you're a great job too. Mm. You, you're a great job. You did a great job. And you're on this show, not because, not only because you're my favorite person to talk to and hang mm -hmm. out with, mm -hmm. but you're, you have this ability to see through bullshit faster than anyone I've ever known before in my entire life. So your input is very valuable. That's kind of very 
very fun for me. There's been a, a recently there was a situation where, you know, Mike does this thing and I love you so much. And I love that you want to always give people like the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Dude, you tee up when I fuck up so and elegantly. <laughs> I, he's like so excited for me to meet someone, blah, 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 blah. But like you said, I can see through bullshit like within 10 seconds. Yeah. And Mike was just ready for me to fall in love with this person. And this person's fine, you know, but I could see exactly what this person was within seconds. I mean, it took me all of five seconds to size this person up and know exactly what they were all about. And of course, Mike wouldn't see it until months and months later. Mm -hmm. And I'm always just like, just be careful. That's it. Don't go all in. Don't slow down. Slow down because this person will show their true colors sooner than later. And show enough, (laughs) it happened. And he's like, I hate, he's like, I hate to say it, but I'm not too proud to say it. I think that's what you had written in a text that you were absolutely right. Well, you're always absolutely right. And I think the reason why I do that is because I know myself that if I'm going through a weird time, Mm -hmm. I could be, it takes me a little while to show people. No, I don't know, man. I think I'm pretty genuine all the time, Yeah, but I know like if I'm nervous around somebody Mm -hmm. or something, I'm like, I just try to give people the benefit of the doubt in case they're having like a bad day or they're going through a weird time. And that's totally fine. You know, that needs to, you got to put a limit on that. Yeah. But even if you're going through a hard time, it typically they'll show you exactly who they are within minutes. Um, We got one more. Okay. If you want. Yeah, let's do it. Because that's all right. How long is the show? Bad Nair. We could rip through this one if you like. Victoria T says, I'm in my 20s and I've never been out on a date. How do you meet people? Hmm. So the first thing I want to say is I have several videos in the old archive on um, YouTube.com slash MikePalzone about meeting people. We've talked about it on this show a thousand times, but maybe this could be a good quicker one. I wanted to say one thing. With all the things that I've said in past videos or whatever, you can go back and say that. This time, I'll just say this one thing. When was the last time you asked somebody out? Because I, I see this with a lot of women in their 20s and 30s who are like, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never whatever. And I'm like, have you ever asked anybody out? Or do you think, are you still in this antiquated, like the guy asked the girl out and yeah. we got to be at a bookstore and we got to bump heads at a bookstore and then yeah. we get pregnant and have baby. Right. You know, it's like you, have you gone out on a limb and asked a guy who maybe wasn't expecting it to coffee or something? Yeah. Or are you still stuck in, no, that's the guy's job and I'm just sitting here waiting for what I want rather than going to get it. Also, I'm sorry if this is a a little bit hurtful, but are you open to allowing somebody to ask you out or are you even able to, are, are you doing enough? to put yourself out there to be in that situation of being asked out? Or are you just holed up in your apartment and just waiting for something to just kind of fall on your lap? Because honey, that's not going to happen. But that's not going to happen with anything. No, that's not how you get your dream job being held up in your apartment. It's not how you make lasting friendships. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not how you fook it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're having a hard, if you're having that hard of a time too, maybe go see a therapist and talk it out. Maybe it's something deeper that you haven't explored or even realize what it is. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's more of a personal, we don't really know you personally. Right. But um, it's also not completely uncommon to be in the situation that you're in. No. More yeah. people than you think are. You'd be amazed. You know, especially because your generation of people grew up with the fastest internet all the time. Mm-hmm. 
So it's so easy to just sit on your phone and like mm-hmm. get everything that you think you want out of life from your phone or your laptop on your couch mm-hmm. in the most comfortable place ever. But there's a lot of living you got to do outside of your goddamn place. Yeah, man. And I understand there's introverts and extroverts, but regardless of what you identify as, world still happens outside. Yeah. That's true. So you got to be a part of it, player. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be negative. We're honestly trying to help. Yeah. But um, it also is the last question of the show. So we are trying to bulldoze a little bit. And I apologize for that. No, not trying to give you I that don't... tough love. Completely understanding of where you're at. Yeah, I get it. You're tw- <clears throat> She said she's 20. 20s. And has never been 20s. In her 20s. Um. Yeah, I think that. I think it's a, a matter of maybe putting yourself out there a little bit and being a little bit vulnerable to, to the world. Yeah. And just know that it's not going to work out all the time. No. And the faster you get unafraid of that mm-hmm. with Go anything, on. you know, people ask me about starting stand up all the time. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've had an influx of younger males and females ish mm-hmm. asking me about stand up and you just got to go to open mic. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there and you yeah. got to wait through three hours and maybe not go up. Yeah. And eat and the you got to go <laughs> say things that you think are funny to strangers and hear zero laughter. Zero. Because nothing gets better until you put yourself in a position to fail. Yeah. And it's you're so okay true. with it. It's so true. You guys, our $10 group uh, gets a shout out. And it kind of goes a little something like this. Katie B, Sarah McCoy, mm-hmm. just uh, Kaylee, Kayla Johnston. Definitely not a Jaws fan. A Jaws, Jaws fan. Uh, Meg Von Der Linden, Jesse Stilwell, Aubrey Freira, Freira, Emily H, Delthea Williams, uh, Jean-Frank, Chris Robinson, Stink Wrinkles, uh, Faith Rebecca Borga, uh, Hayden Record, uh, Grant Levisseur, uh, Kendall Marie, Michael Welsh, Emily Borky, Hannah McKeary, Good Humans Pod, uh, Jacob D. Uh, Bradford, Joe Finney, Heather Zink, Christine K., Nicholas Anderson, Sean Stone, Troy R., Justine Johnson, Bailey and Garrett Kirkendall. Kirkendall, Kirkendall, Hill State, Katie Taylor, Lillian Corillo, Superflaus, uh, Katie Farrock, Will uh, Boson, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Barrington Lloyd Carrington, <laughs> Monique Quistorf, Bryden Cloughsmith, uh, Gabrielle Silco, Shane Welsh, Benjamin Fuchs, Scott Harrington, si- Siobhan Fenty, Fa- Fenty. Uh, Don't you wanty, wanty fanty, because <laughs> of the orange soda. Get it? Just Josh, Tatiana Clay, Robert Johnson, uh, Biff, uh, Lisa Sikora, Keith Erickson, Tom Iamholt, Devram Kissoon, Milky Beans, uh, Kyle Schlack, Lauren Daughtery, uh, Ed Birch, Sergeant Sparty, Jess Enright, Lou Drake. Magnus Silva, uh, Chelsea Thomas, Lo- Logan Snyder, Gary Parsons, Felicia Shimberry, Katie Lee G, Danielle Di Verona, Dara McGrath, uh, uh, Michael Cavagile, uh, John Robinson, The Wandering G Bear, Brandon Urban, Nestor DeLeon III, Helen Ford, Katie A, Valerie York, Rob DeVille, uh, and, and, and Matthew J. Palka. Thank you so much, all of you, for your support of the podcast. If you'd like to come see me do stand-up, I'm going to toss some dates out at you real quick. But the very best way is to follow me on Instagram, where I'm always posting about shows. Go to MikeFalzone.com to see all my dates. But here's some. February 17th, which is a Monday, I'll be at the Laugh Factory. If you want to get on the guest list for that show, hit me up and say, I want to be on the guest list for the show at the Laugh Factory, February 17th. And that's how I'll know. February 27th through Saturday the 29th, I'll be in Reno, both at the Pioneer Underground and the Lex Nightclub in some goddamn casino. And uh, that'll be fun. Um, Bunch of stuff in between. 
Uh, March 9th, I'll be at Flappers Comedy Club and Restaurant in Burbank. March 14th, I'll be at the Siren Theater in Portland. Plenty of tickets left for that still. If we pack that place out, it's fucking awesome. Um, fits so many people. So bring your friends. Come in. We're so excited to go to Portland. Brother and sister-in-law will be there. We're going to have a great time. And please, if you're in the SoCal area around June 18th, Please come pack out and sell out my show, my first ever headlining show at the La Jolla Comedy Store. If we sell that out, it will mean only good things for Chiboy, for Ch us, for Ch website, and uh, everything moving forward. That would be a huge deal if we were to sell that out. So that, again, Thursday, June 18th, uh, tickets available on MikeFalzone.com. Just found out. That the next Surrounded show, which we didn't even talk about, which was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. um, surrounded show in the lab, uh, the uh, Hollywood Improv is happening on 3-6, Friday 3-6. March That's 6th. March 6th um, at uh, 7.30 <laughs> at night. So um, Improv probably has tickets for that Uh or if not right now, very soon, I'll put everything on my website as well. Um, I wanted to say something else, but I forgot. So those are uh, most, if not all of my dates. Also planning a trip back to New York City, probably in May. Yeah. So um, get your horny on for that. They're trying to get me out to Hotlanta. And they said specifically, don't call it Hotlanta, but mm, be less hot. <sighs> and I won't. And... Uh, just very happy, man. So happy with the way things are going, with the way our life is going right now. And uh, we're just working as hard as we can to make all of it successful and to, to make the people who support this podcast, whether it be monetarily on Patreon or just listening all the time, trying to make you guys proud. Yeah. If you do want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash WTOP, buy a t-shirt, WTOP.clothing, um, and uh, we love you very much. Zoya, anything else to say? No, that's it. I love you guys, and I love you very much. I love you as well. All right, guys, have a great week. Peace.